0: This, this is the Impressions Exchange Podcast, Impressions Exchange Podcast, where all topics impacting the graphic imaging and printing industry are addressed via in-depth news coverage, analysis, and timely interviews. Hi, I'm Denise Gustafson, Editorial Director for Printing United Alliance and the guest host for the special Printing Impressions Podcast Series in celebration of Women's History Month, highlighting the women in the printing industry. During this series, I'll have the opportunity to talk with women from all segments of the industry about their experiences and their journey as a woman in the printing industry. So today, it's my pleasure to welcome Megan Nicholson. She's Director of Marketing with Subtle Strauss, based in Wisconsin. So Megan, welcome. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. So good to have you. So I guess to get us started, can you tell me a little bit about what you do as Director of Marketing and a little bit about the company itself? Yeah. So Subtle Strauss is a
1: commercial printer in Wanakee, the only Wanakee in the world, right outside of Madison, Wisconsin. And I like to say we do everything from business cards to big signage and everything in between. My role here as a marketing department of one, pretty much managing everything that is written about strauss or published. So I'm doing our website, our email, our direct mail, flyers and collateral, as well as live trade show events or open houses here at the building. Everything's going through me. I also manage our creative department who does client work for graphic design, but then I also get to use their amazing skills on all my marketing stuff. So I'm not really alone, but-
0: You have a team- I'm the only
1: person in the marketing department, technically.
0: Well, it certainly keeps you busy. How many open houses do you do? I'm actually just curious.
1: Yeah, so we do some smaller events. We call them brunch and learns, where we'll have a paper mill come in and present to our print buyers. And then we do larger events. We're doing a paper show in April where we have up to 150 people come through and they take a tour and we have stops which with each of the mills where they hand out swatch books and samples. And it's really just like a inspiration extravaganza for our customers and prospects. And so we've tried to do those every two years, but our last one was 2018, which means the next
0: one we had scheduled was 2020. <laughs> and, and there was a little thing going on that we just... I- kind of put a damper on a lot of things at that point so we're really excited to bring that back for
1: 2023 and hopefully make it as big as ever
0: awesome that sounds like fun I might be a little jealous that I'm not up in your neck of the woods so I can come and go be nosy but uh, yeah so how long have you been with subtle Strauss I just got my five-year award congratulations Um, just been about five and a half years here So how did you get involved in printing in the first place? Did you have other roles in printing before you got here or was this kind of your introduction to the the whole industry?
1: No, I graduated with a degree in journalism. So I had worked at the campus newspaper and I guess that was my only exposure to print. But first 10 years of my career, I spent in software as a service, healthcare industry. So all digital all the time. Print wasn't really on my radar And I was in the startup world and eventually, you know, I became a mom of three and that world is fast and crazy. And and I was looking for something more stable and more a different niche because I had been in the same niche for 10 years. And so this job was open at Civil Strauss and I was like, I know nothing about printing. So why don't I go see what this is about? But I kind of like entering an industry as a newbie because my job is always about creating content. Mm-hmm. And coming in from that perspective of a print newbie allows me to write blog articles for the web webpage that is like, what's the difference between offset and digital printing? And I can write about that because I've actually had to learn what is the difference between offset and digital printing. And then I can write it to all the other marketing dummies out there. I call us all dummies because we went to school with no print education. So we mm-hmm. don't know how to buy print and we don't know how to work with printers and nobody tells us how to do this stuff. So I'm educating my fellow peers. I feel like out there
0: in the world. Yeah. Have, have the print buyers changed a lot since you've been working with them? I mean, you know, you're educating them, obviously from what I've seen, they've gotten much younger. Is that something you're seeing as well? Right, and I think they're
1: very novice about it because like I said, in school, in marketing schools, you're not exposed to a lot of print. I think direct mail has become a bit of a lost art, which is really sad because after all I've learned here, I wish I could go back to those software as a service companies and do direct mail and print because I know that it would totally work for those companies and I didn't have that tool in my pocket back then. And so it kind of makes me sad that I couldn't have delivered on those results. But yeah, we have some former print buyers here in sales and they do a great job of guiding our customers through the print buying process because there's just a lot of nativity about their, about how to do all this stuff. So it's good to have the experience on our team, mm-hmm. but it
0: is a lot of education. It's kind of sad in some ways I've noticed A lot of people think of the print industry. You'd say, oh, you're in the print industry and they get this weird expression on their face and like, ooh, print, because they don't really, they might think of it as just newspapers or magazines or maybe business cards. And it's not, it's not fun and sexy, but to realize really the depth and the breadth of the printing industry, I think is interesting. And especially for you as a print newbie, I mean, you're learning now all of this that you wish you had direct mail in your back pocket. You wish you had other things that you had known at your other companies. Princeton interesting, is an interesting industry, to say the least. Yeah, we're trying to make it look
1: sexy here. Um, I mean, our team does a lot of environmental graphics for, like, the University of Wisconsin Athletics. So, you know, when we complete the hallway where the hockey student or the hockey players have to walk through that hallway on their way out to the ice and it's all lights and graphics on the walls, it's, that's cool. We did that, you know? Like, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff we want to show to those younger people and be like, you can do some really creative stuff with very print. much.
0: Yeah. And it's just trying to get them introduced to it. And then when do you start, you know, right. when do you start introducing them? Now you said you have kids. So how old are your kids? I have three kids that are 12, seven and two. So I got the whole spectrum. <laughs> you do. So have you introduced them to print
1: at all? Yeah, I have my, uh, my daughter, Desiree, she comes in and sells some, girl scout cookies around the plant so I take her and show her the huge presses Mm -hmm. and I'm always showing the kids stuff I bring it home for them and my kids love the Amazon wish cat catalog when it comes in the mail every Christmas so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I can see how much my kids love print whenever they get mail or whenever I bring them a cool notebook or a coloring book Mm -hmm. they definitely know what I'm doing here and we take some elementary school students locally from Wanakee and we tour them around. It's great to see their faces light up. We always work with our local college here in town to bring in the college students, like invite them to these paper shows and brunch and learns. Mm-hmm. And then we work with a couple high schools on printing their yearbooks. And so to have the high schoolers come in and see their book actually getting made. So we try to hit them multiple times, you know, elementary yes. school, high school, college get them in here as many times as possible because they're the future and we need them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine how big the eyeballs on those elementary school kids just get so big when they kind of see the presses and see what comes off of them because most kids at that age, they're thinking, Oh, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a policeman. I want to be, you know, this, that, the other thing. None of them ever think of, I want to, I want to run a press. Right. You know, I mean, even after a tour, maybe they don't say that, but, you know, just to at least get them thinking about, oh, we saw something really cool. I'm creative. And that's, you know, that's where I lean toward, you know, maybe this is something for me because you've been introduced a couple times. Like you said, you hit them a couple of times. Right. You said you have a journalism degree. So, I mean, that's near and dear to my heart. Is that actually what you thought you were going to do when you went to school? I mean, what did you think when you were going to be when you grew up? originally went to
1: college for biochemistry i was thinking i was going to cure cancer or something in a lab and then i actually worked in a lab on campus splitting rice dna and i found it incredibly boring and i'm like oh my gosh i can't do this with my life so i joined the school newspaper on campus the daily cardinal and i was their science editor with my science background and i was like okay i just won't cure cancer i'll just write about the people curing cancer instead And so I really consider myself a writer at heart. And so that led into marketing and eventually print. So I love the written word. And, you know, when the written word is printed, it's something tangible I can deliver to the world and it could be here forever and it could live long past me. So that's what I love about it.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm in my office and I'm surrounded by books, not that you can see them, but <laughs> I have bookshelves and full of books. I love the printed word. So I can completely understand that. What has work life taught you? Is there been any lessons that you've learned? You've had different careers, obviously in different industries. So is there anything that has really stood out to you? I think the most
1: valuable thing is going into industry with just curiosity. I'm a very curious person. I always like to be learning new stuff, jumping into a new industry and just trying to ingest everything there is about the topic is really satisfying to me. So I guess offer that advice to others to always stay curious. If you're not learning something new, I mean... And one day you may become obsolete. So I always want to challenge
0: myself to get out there and learn something new every day. And I mean, things change so quickly. And you look at when the smartphone was first introduced. It's not it's been what just about a decade. And just look how technology has changed so quickly, even in the consumer side. I mean, not even talking about the print side, how things have changed.
1: Right. And I uh, help manage all our social media properties. And with social media, it's changing so fast. Originally, Social so Strauss was on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. And we left Twitter because we found it didn't help us at all. But now we're on Instagram and we're looking at TikTok, but we're not on there yet. But it's just always new, always changing. So we're always experimenting with different stuff out there to see what will stick and see what will connect us to our
0: print audience mm-hmm. and find you new clients and mm-hmm. introduce you maybe to the next people that will join your team.
1: Our most effective social media marketing has actually been on Pinterest, really? which I don't think a lot of printers are doing because we put pins of print work. We've produced like the Etsy sellers out there are putting out the craft things
0: mm-hmm. they
1: produce. So when you go to the Google and you're searching brochure ideas, One of our boards might come up because Pinterest ranks really high in Google. And so that was a fascinating experience, experiment that really paid off because we get about one inquiry a week coming straight from Pinterest that says, I saw this unique fold you did. Can I get a quote for 10,000 of them? That's
0: kind of awesome. I mean, I'm a Pinterest user and I would not have ever thought about looking up brochures on there, you know, for brochure ideas or whatnot. So apparently I'm going to need to go and check that out the next time I'm on Pinterest
1: yeah, direct mail ideas or, you know, corporate environment
0: or, you know, lobby signage. You could do Mm -hmm. a board on practically anything you produce. Awesome. And you're showcasing the work that your team is doing, which has always been exciting to see what, you know, what you guys can produce. So looking at your career as a whole, has there been any people that have really influenced you, a male or female that have kind of helped you as you progress through your career? Yeah, I think I was really lucky to have some great bosses and in the startup
1: environment, working on small teams. I mean, joining a company of only 10 people, you really have to trust each other and all be rowing in the same direction. And I think you get those really close relationships. So luckily, I've felt like I've always had some really great bosses that encouraged me, supported me, trusted me. And they just kept giving me more opportunities and I'd always say yes. So <laughs> I think that's helped me grow personally and professionally.
0: So you've had great bosses. Has there been anything else that's really helped you to grow or to be successful, especially in your role that you ha- currently have? I think it's
1: important as a marketer to know your weaknesses. And while I'm a, I am consider myself a very good writer, I'm really not, I have no design eye, so <laughs> Being paired with an amazing creative director or a creative team is what really helps me thrive. I am so thankful to have a whole creative team of amazing graphic designers who can take my idea and turn it into something beautiful and efficient and productive, (laughs) whereas I can't even open Photoshop and create anything. So I don't even try to do it
0: you're the one that gives them the sketches with like the the stick people Stick
1: people yeah that's about as far as I can get so
0: I understand but as long as they get the idea they can they take it and run with it
1: right and they give me stuff I don't even ask for and I'm like that's genius I'm in awe of, of their talent over there and I always want to be supportive of of them as a boss and a mentor no, I agree. Well. and
0: we, we have two fantastic um, artists that work on all our publications over here at Printing United Alliance. And I have to say that, you know, I give them ideas for certain things and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not sure what I want, but something kind of this long. And then literally they come back and it's just amazing the talent and the creativity that they have. I think that's just an all creative and, you know, artists, they have that, they just have that knack. Yeah little bit about some of the challenges you may have faced. Obviously, this is this podcast is part of celebrating Women's History Month. And we know that the print industry is very much male dominated. It has been for a long time. It's getting better as there's more and more women that are entering. But as a female, have you had any barriers in your career because of your gender? Or any roadblocks? Don't feel like I have felt any. So Honestly, I feel like
1: I'm lucky that marketing is really a metrics-driven role within an organization. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've succeeded because I can prove what I do provides real value in dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. And so I can take what I've done and said, I delivered you 200 leads this year, which led to 20 new customers, which is equal to you know $200,000 in business. If I was in a role where maybe it's a little bit more squishy, I could see that being really difficult to, to prove myself. So I understand where it's harder to determine
0: ROI. Women might be at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. In an industry that's also heavily male, how is it that you make yourself heard? Because sometimes in some cases, I've talked to some women, they're the only woman at a table of 20. How do you make sure that you're being heard and that people respect you as well. Yeah. In
1: group settings, I would probably have people who would say that I speak like a man. I mean, I'll interrupt people. I'll talk over them. I'll do all those things that people get upset about men, like mansplaining to them with that term. (laughs) But I'm not afraid to challenge a CEO or anyone else to play devil's advocate on a subject or ask the question that's the elephant in the room that everybody's thinking about but nobody's afraid to say and maybe I have just reported to some really great bosses but they have all appreciated this level of honesty and feedback and it hasn't burned me yet thanks to all those bosses who are
0: embracing the devil's advocate in me. hmm and encouraging that. Part of it's like some people are, are born that they have that kind of in inborn confidence that they can say and reference the elephant in the room and say, for you. Is that something that you had to learn? Or is that something that was kind of innate in your personality?
1: No, I think I was a born introvert. And at so Strauss here, we all take disc profiles, if you know that I am squarely in the C section, which is all data and numbers and being analytical and logical so being the outgoing direct influencer personality is not me i have to force myself into that role but i'll say when i do i feel like it drives me forward in my career and it just gets
0: stuff done so the more i embrace it (laughs) the better i can do it's kind of self-fulfilling in a while you step outside your comfort zone it goes well you get the results makes you want to do it again because you're going to get results again, just kind of builds on each on itself.
1: And I'm being in marketing. You have to kind of do that anyway. I mean, if I'm at a trade show at a booth, you've got to get out there and talk to people. I would rather be in my little office typing up blogs all by myself all day and be a cave person, but you're in marketing. you got to go out there, shake hands and do the meet and greets and mm-hmm. do the tours and the brunch and learns and the events. So uh, while it's uncomfortable, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone
0: is always the right thing to do Mm -hmm. and it's fulfilling to you and to those that you touch at the same time now you mentioned you have three kids so obviously you have a career you have a family how do you juggle both of them yeah I'd like to say people ask if there is work-life balance I'd
1: say there there is no balance uh there's only (laughs) 20 balls in the air at the same time and you're juggling and you try not to drop any of them and you hope if you do drop one it's one that doesn't matter like oh i forgot to get milk at the grocery store you know
0: get it later. You don't yeah. want to drop any of the the major balls. <laughs> the little stuff is okay. That can be, but trying to keep everything balanced I think is tough and for women especially traditionally their role has not been in the workforce until much more recently, has it gotten better in terms of women in the workforce being able to to handle a work-life balance to a certain degree?
1: Yeah, I mean, I am part of, I guess, what's a little bit of a reverse household. My husband is a stay-at-home dad with our three children, so it's only through his sacrifice of a career and staying home with our kids that I'm able to do what I do. I don't know how households with two working parents do everything yeah. <laughs> you know so we've definitely both made our choices and we see the ups and downs of both those choices my son is describing how his dad's his best friend and I say what about me and he's like well mom you're never here and I'm like oh that's an icy dagger to my heart oh, <laughs> <You know? yes. laughs> but I made my choice to be the breadwinner of the family and so I'm living with that choice
0: you know yeah indeed now for you would you as a woman benefit to have more women in like some of those top roles to be in some of those C-suite positions? Obviously you're director of marketing, so you're up near the top of the chain as well, but to have more women in those positions, is that a help to you or other women? Absolutely. I think the more role models we can get up there, the more mentorships
1: we can do, the more representation we have can only make it better for us. Like I said, I've never had a female boss to report to. I've never reported to a female CEO. Would I love to? Absolutely. I think that's been something that's been missing in my career. I've had great peer leadership people to lean on to Mm -hmm. and uh, vendors who have supported me, but I've never had that mentorship
0: role. So that would be great. So I guess we need to figure out how we can do that, huh? Yeah. (laughs) It's the only thing you're missing right now talking about women within your organization, how do you think we or women should support other women? Obviously, we have similar issues or challenges. How can women really support others? Yeah, I think
1: finding a support group for yourself is really great, either within your organization, among your peers, getting together, you know, having lunch, just going to each other with your problems. Okay, like, hey, can I bounce this off you? What would you do in this situation? That's been really helpful as well as in the larger industry, going to some of those meetups here in Wisconsin, Illinois with our GLGA group. Uh, we have women in print meetups where we get to hear from a woman CEO of a print company and hearing their journey. Mm-hmm. And um, the women in our company have really valued going to those types of events and networking. So I say, if you get an opportunity
0: to do that, take full advantage of it. I would happen to agree. Cause I think that's some of the best information you can get from somebody that is like you, they have similar background in some ways, but you know, well, this is what she's able to accomplish. This is her journey. Oh, it kind of matches what I'm, I can do. And you can kind of see yourself maybe in those other roles as well.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important to keep it positive and inspiring. I mean, you don't want to get together in groups where you know, we're all just complaining about how rough it is out there. I mean, there can be a little bit of that bonding, but what can we do to change it? What can I do to move up? How do I deal with these situations? Places where we can raise each other
0: up and lift each other up is, is really important. So mm-hmm. It's very important, especially in an industry that might not be 50-50 in terms of male to female. Yeah. So as we're kind of getting to the, the end of this you talked about the printing industry. For you, you really didn't understand a lot of it, especially when you're not in it. You wish you had the the some of the direct mail information and some of the other information about print. What do you th- what would you like to tell people about the printing industry and about your career path within the industry that maybe they don't know?
1: I think I came in with those same misconceptions that everybody had about print, that it's an older industry and that it's slow and it maybe it's not relevant in today's society with websites and social media, but I would say there's so much more to print than you think what I've been exposed to it. So Strauss has just, you know, taken my mind and mind blown with environmental graphics and live format and the kinds of things we can do with direct mail and the effectiveness of direct mail, keep an open mind and be as curious
0: as possible. Good advice. So then the question is, how can we get more women to consider the print industry as a career choice? Is there something that we can do to help to foster that? Yeah, I think
1: flexibility is the key to getting more women into this industry. How can we look at working hours or shifts? Can the work be done part-time? Can it be done from home? Can you offer childcare or health services on site so we don't have to leave for doctor's appointments or daycare? I mean, We had this podcast scheduled and then it was a snow day and I had two kids at home and I was lucky enough where I could do take my laptop and do some of my marketing work from home. But that flexibility is going to be number one on young people's radar, both male and women. But once you become parents, I mean, it becomes even more of a key aspect. So whatever we can do to make that appealing is how we're going to grow this industry.
0: No, I agree. And if you look at some of the things that Gen Z is looking for, they're looking for that flexibility. They're looking for a lot of things that the boomers and other generations never even considered to have that hybrid work, work environments or flexibility or split shifts or whatever it was. I think it's going to be good for the the industry as a whole to have some of the younger generations asking for things that give them a better work-life balance.
1: Yeah. And obviously you can't do the same thing for everybody. So right, mm-hmm. a pressman's not going to run the press from his house.
0: <laughs> but yeah, our- He probably wishes he could every now and then.
1: <laughs> but our company has been like, okay, so maybe the office people have the chance to work from home a little bit. What can we offer the plant? Looking at, can we do four day work weeks with 10 hours? And so then they get three day weekends and that's the special benefit in that area. You know, it's mm-hmm. coming up with creative ideas and flexible ideas that's really going to help you win in the end, you know, you can't just
0: run it the way you've run it for the past hundred years. You've got to keep innovating. Definitely. The technology has changed. The industry has changed so much over, like you said, like the past hundred years, so much has changed. So how, if we're doing it the same way we were before that, then there's an issue, I think. So my final question is what advice would you give to women that are thinking about entering the printing industry?
1: keep your mind open, be curious, learn everything you can, network, network, network. You want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, I'll connect with you. It's fine. (laughs) And I guess say yes more than you say no, because when you say yes, even if you're not sure if you can do it, you can find a way. You know, I love the people who say fake it till you make it. I've done that quite a few times and
0: Mm -hmm. it's all a learning process. Just start learning. Just go for it. Well, Megan, thank you so much for your time today. I've really enjoyed this conversation. And again, thank you for being part of our uh, special podcast for this month. Thanks, Denise. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much.